BakerBots LLP provides podcasts for educational purposes only. They are not legal advice. This communication may constitute attorney advertising. Welcome to the Environmental Evolutions Podcast, where we explore the changing landscape of environmental law and policy. I'm your host, Megan Burge, coming to you from Joshua Tree, California, where I'm about to run out the door and catch a plane. So we are going to do today's episode a little differently. I'm going to hand you off to my partner, Sterling Marchand, to provide a rundown in 15 minutes or less on the historic actions taken by the Securities and Exchange Commission, which I'll call the SEC, on Monday, March 21, 2022. The commission voted 3-1 to one to propose a substantial set of new securities regulations that would, for the first time, impose detailed mandatory requirements on domestic and foreign registrants to make a wide range of climate-related disclosures to the public. So what does that mean? Once finalized, these proposed rules may carry significant costs by requiring each registrant to integrate an additional internal controls, financial reporting, emissions tracking, and we're not talking about emissions tracking for EPA, but for the SEC, disclosures, and in some cases, third-party verifications. Companies should also be aware that increased climate-related disclosures in public filings bring with them the threat of SEC enforcement civil litigation that challenges those disclosures, and the potential use of such disclosures against the company. Look, I called these proposed regulations historic. They've also been called landmark, watershed, and sweeping. There have been so many headlines at this point. But whatever they've been called, these proposed regulations are important. So important, and in some ways time-sensitive, that I'm going to hand over my microphone for this episode and my timer to Sterling. And before you ask, yes, we will be recording follow-up episodes to discuss what these regulations might or might not mean and what companies should be thinking about as they develop. Sterling is a partner in our Washington, D.C. office that specializes in corporate investigations and complex commercial litigation and advises clients on a variety of issues, including securities litigation and disclosures. So I am leaving all of you in the very best of hands. Till next time, I'm Megan Burge. Thanks, Megan. So as Megan mentioned, yes, on Monday, the SEC proposed a broad set of new disclosure requirements for the more than 30,000 companies that are currently registered with the SEC. And they are important, not only because of the number of companies that are going to be impacted, but because for the first time, the SEC will be requiring analysis of the corporate and financial risks around climate change and a company's emissions. And that analysis will be required to be disclosed in a company's public filings. And it goes without saying that that's a big deal. I mean, for years now, companies have largely been left to their own devices. And many have made their own decisions as to whether and how to discuss publicly their carbon footprint and any climate-related goals or targets that they may have set as a company. But that has resulted in a patchwork of information. That is, some companies disclose and some do not. 
And for those that do disclose, the information is not easily comparable across companies. And so what the SEC is proposing is to standardize that. And the proposed rules would mandate that all registrants disclose certain emissions, certain climate-related risks, and certain impacts of climate-related activities on a company's financial statement. And the SEC's argument is that investors, shareholders, and the public all want this information, and they need it in a way that is consistent, comparable, and reliable. And only then would such information actually be useful to the market that the SEC oversees. Now, we're going to cover each of these new disclosure requirements in a minute. But before we get to that, I want to give you the bottom line. And that is, should you care about these new rules? And if so, what can you do about it? And the answer to that first question is yes, you most certainly should care, especially if you are a public company that is registered with the SEC. Because after a year of talking about these types of climate disclosures, it's clear that these rules are coming. And they are going to require additional internal controls and reporting, and in some cases, third-party attestation. In other words, for companies that have to comply, there is going to be some significant internal work and cost associated with that compliance. And as Megan noted, you should care because the information is going to be in your annual public filings. And that carries with it the dangers of SEC enforcement and civil litigation. In other words, you can't afford to not take this seriously and risk misstatements in your public disclosures. But even if you're not a public company, you should care because you might one day be one. Not to mention that these rules that the SEC is proposing are going to become the new gold standard for disclosures of climate-related information. And it's going to put immense pressure on all companies, public or private, in these areas of climate change and greenhouse gas emission disclosures. So what should you do about it? Well, the SEC's proposed rules, which are over 500 pages, by the way, still leave a lot of questions. And so during the comment period, which will likely run through at least May 20th, the public has the opportunity to weigh in on the rules and suggest changes. Now, there are over 200 specific questions that the SEC raises in the proposed rules for public comment, but the entire rule is open to analysis and feedback from the public. And so I recommend that you take the time to read through the rules or a very good summary of the rules and to comment on the rule, either directly or through industry associations to make sure that your input and your company's perspective is considered. And as inevitable as this rule appears to be, it is equally inevitable that it will spawn a host of legal challenges. And we will touch on that briefly at the end. First, the requirement that is grabbing a lot of public attention is the greenhouse gas or GHG emissions reporting. The SEC's proposed rules mandate disclosures on an annual basis of the registrant's direct greenhouse gas emissions, commonly referred to as scope one emissions, and separately, disclosures of indirect greenhouse gas emissions from the purchase of electricity and other forms of energy, what are commonly referred to as scope two emissions. There are specific requirements for how these emissions are calculated and how they are reported. Both 
disclosure of scope one and scope two emissions would be required without regard to materiality. In other words, every registrant will be required to report on these two types of emissions. And for a subset of registrants, the accelerated filers or large accelerated filers, the proposed rules would also require third-party attestation of those emissions. The attestation would be provided by an independent greenhouse gas emissions attestation provider who meets certain requirements. So in other words, you will have to pay a third party to come in and verify that your emissions are being accurately reported. The second requirement I want to cover in the proposed rules is a controversial requirement that certain registrants disclose so-called scope three emissions. Now, scope three emissions are indirect upstream and downstream emissions from a registrant's value chain. These are things like the emissions from cargo ships that are used to transport products or emissions from the end use of a company's product, like a car company reporting their vehicle's emissions. Under the proposed rules, scope three disclosures are required only if the emissions are material either quantitatively or qualitatively, or if the company has set a greenhouse gas emission reduction target that includes scope three emissions. Some are already questioning, however, whether this materiality definition is too broad. And as we'll discuss a little bit later, some are advocating that the scope three emissions be required to be disclosed by all registrants. The proposed rules currently provide an extended phase-in period for these scope three disclosures and also provide a safe harbor for the scope three emissions disclosures. Small reporting companies are exempted from this scope three disclosure requirement under the current proposed rules. The third requirement in the proposed rules that I want to discuss are new disclosure requirements around climate-related risk, impact, and corporate governance. This new disclosure framework is modeled on guidance published by the Task Force on Climate-Related Disclosures and also relies on the Greenhouse Gas Protocol. The required disclosures would include the oversight and governance of climate-related risks by the company's board and management, how the company identifies climate-related risks and how those risks have materially impacted its business and financial statements, in the short, medium, and long term, how those climate-related risks have affected or are likely to affect the company's strategy, business model, and outlook, and finally, the company's process for identifying, assessing, and managing the climate-related risks and whether those processes are integrated into overall risk management systems. So while companies have for a long time been required to make disclosures around, around risk to the company itself, these new disclosure requirements focus those risks on climate-related impacts. The fourth set of requirements in the proposed rules aim to bring consistency and transparency to a company's climate-related targets, goals, and transition plans. Many companies have publicly announced goals to be net zero by a certain year or are transitioning to renewable energy. The SEC's proposed rules would require annual disclosures of the scope of such goals, 
the company's timeline to meet those goals, how the company intends to meet those targets, and any relevant metrics and progress. Finally, the last big bucket of changes I want to discuss from the proposed rules would require companies address climate-related items in a company's financial statement. These proposed changes require registrants to analyze and disclose whether and how climate-related events, such as severe weather events or physical risks to a company's infrastructure, and the transition activities that we just discussed, impact specific line items in its consolidated financial statement as well as it impact the financial estimates and assumptions used by the company. These new financial statement reporting requirements would be subject to existing auditing requirements and internal controls. So you can see words like sweeping, broad, historic, unprecedented, don't really do these proposed rules justice. It's not just an incremental disclosure of a company's own emissions. It's coupling that with analysis of climate-related risks to the company, its plans to deal with those risks, and an analysis of the financial impacts on the company's bottom line. And it's putting all of that into one place, publicly disclosed, with the enforcement and penalties that go behind it. Because it is so sweeping, the proposed rules would be phased in based on the size of the registrant. So what's next for the proposed rules? After the public provides its comments, the SEC will craft a final and present that to the SEC commissioners for a final vote. It was clear from Monday's meeting that some commissioners want the rule to go further, in particular on the disclosure of scope three emissions. But assuming the final rule is approved by the SEC, it may go into effect as early as 2023. Given the current composition of the SEC, with three of the four commissioners, Democrats, who have publicly supported such disclosure rules for the past year, in some form or fashion, climate-related disclosure requirements are coming for SEC registrants. I'm almost out of time, but I wanted to briefly return to one thing I mentioned at the beginning, and that's that these new proposed rules are not without controversy and opposition. Whatever the outcome of the rulemaking process, the final rules will most certainly be subject to legal challenges, and the fourth SEC commissioner foreshadowed what might be coming. Commissioner Hester Pierce, the sole Republican commissioner at the SEC, indicated that she was against the proposed rules and voted no on proceeding with the rulemaking during Monday's meeting. In her statement, she questioned whether the proposed rules exceed the SEC's statutory authority by using disclosures to advance climate change policy objectives, possibly in violation of First Amendment limits on compelled speech. Commissioner Pierce also expressed concerns that the proposed rules depart from the long-standing materiality constraints on disclosures. In other words, she argued, no longer is it up to companies to decide what is material to its own business. Now, the SEC is dictating what is material based on a very vocal interest group. Finally, Commissioner Pierce raised the question as to whether these rules would in fact be effective at all, given the extensive amount of reporting that many companies choose to do around this issue. 
Thank you, Megan, so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to discuss these proposed changes and what it means for your listeners. I'm looking forward to coming back and giving updates to your listeners as the proposed rule moves forward. Thank you for listening to this BakerBots podcast. For more information on BakerBots practices, please visit us at bakerbots.com. For over 180 years, through 13 offices in nine countries, BakerBots has the experience, knowledge, and people to solve our clients' most significant legal issues. This presentation is provided by BakerBots LLP for educational and informational purposes only. It is not legal advice. Under the rules of certain jurisdictions, this communication may constitute attorney advertising.